Welcome to the Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed, right before our very eyes, and exactly as was foretold. Well, good evening, everybody, and uh, before we even get started, I remember, Terry, I told you we weren't having any problems with YouTube. Well, there we go. Okay. It just kicked in. All right. My name is J.D. Williams, and I'm joined, as always, from the Dallas and Fort Worth area by my co-host, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. And, Terry, how are you doing this evening? Doing Okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's get the uh, housekeeping out of the way first. If you have not yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so. Just takes a second, and of course, hit that um, that little bell. Remind yourself, uh, that, you know, it will remind you of anything that we do uh, post on the channel. Um, Terry, I also uh, tonight, um, you know, I'm a huge college fan, and I am a big University of Texas fan, but. Uh, a lot of people out there that are familiar with uh, college football are tonight mourning the death of Mississippi State head coach, Mr. Mike Leach. Um, I remember Mike as the head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Actually took them to a number one ranking at one time. They didn't win a championship, didn't win the national championship, but he actually had his team rated number one. Went on to uh, Washington State and uh, took a program that was in disarray and put it together and made it a major contender and then went on to Mississippi State and was building a program there. Our condolences to his family uh, yes. tonight. And uh, the only reason I mention him is because so many people out there uh, have, have heard of the air raid offense and Mike Leach, and he's actually responsible for several coaches like Lincoln Riley uh, that went from Oklahoma to uh USC, uh, Sonny Dykes was another one of his protégés, and there, there were a few others. Brought some innovation in. But anyway, I thought that he deserved, I, th I really thought that, that he deserved that uh, recognition tonight. Sure. Uh, now, I am going to uh, play a very brief clip tonight, and I do mean very brief, um, for uh, opening news. Um, it really is the only thing that I could find in the news that really uh, matters as far as what we're concerned about, which is the rapture of the church um, mm -hmm. and uh, biblical prophecy. So let's take a listen to this one real quick. Here's the latest from the KRRB newsroom. Facing a surge in COVID-19 cases, China is setting up more intensive care facilities and is trying to strengthen hospitals as it rolls back antivirus controls that confined millions of people in their homes, crushed economy growth, and set off protests. President Xi Jinping's government is officially committed to stopping virus transmission, the last major country to try. But the latest moves suggest that the Communist Party will tolerate more cases without quarantines or shutting down travel or businesses as it winds down its zero-COVID strategy. And the only thing that worries me about that statement was it said mm -hmm. that they were not going to curtail travel. Well, that's how the thing got started in the first place, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. It certainly is. Good grief. Okay, so um, anyway, uh, you know, I don't want to dredge up COVID-19, you know, and uh, honestly, as I think our our listeners have figured out over time, we have strong disagreements with what our government has done. And we'll leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. We have our we have our own personal opinions on this stuff, which don't yes. don't agree uh, with what the government has been talking about. Okay, uh, that out of the way now. Uh, I do want to get right into it tonight. Um, and what we're going to be dealing with is the fact that. Uh, we've talked about rumors of wars. We've talked about the pestilences. Um, but tonight we're really going to start focusing on the coalition. And I, the, what I'm talking about here is the coalition that will attack Israel in the future. And we're also 
this one's going to get this is where we may have some disagreement terry and that's fine mm-hmm. maybe people will get a kick out of us arguing i don't know yeah but we're going to talk about what comes first is it ezekiel 38 is it isaiah 17 is it the rapture of the church what comes first what can we glean from Scripture? What can we look at in Scripture that might give us a hint about that stuff? So, anyway, I've, I've been looking at it all day today. Some of it kind of popped out at me a little bit. And so, um, it's worth the talking about. I mean, you know, again, uh, Terry and I will, will say very, very quickly, neither one of us is a prophet. You know, so what we, what we express is our personal opinion uh, of the Bible, and I'm not going to try to interpret it. I'm just going to try and give you my personal opinion based on what I what I read. And like I said, Terry may have a completely different opinion. Anyway, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, here is the first um, tonight. This is from Eric Sacklebach of the Watchman News. And again, I've got to remind everybody, I have to do it every time. I am a member of the U.S. Press Association, and Eric is kind enough to let us play his clips. And so, anyway, here we go. From the Watchman Newscast, this is Eric Stuckelberg. Over the years, Iran has attempted to use, not attempted, they have used, Damascus International Airport in Syria, and then in more recent months, Aleppo International Airport, also in Syria. Those have been the main transit hubs for the Iranian regime to ship weapons to Hezbollah and ship weapons into Syria, many times using civilian flights. Now, Israel caught on to this. They've been on to it for years, but in June, this past June, as we reported here in the newscast, Israeli airstrikes shut down Damascus International Airport for the better part of a week. You would think message sent, and Iran started to shift. Message was sent, I should say, and Iran started to shift some of those weapons shipments further north through Aleppo International Airport. And then Israel bombed Aleppo International Airport and shut that airport down back in September. So clearly Iran knows that Israel is staying one step ahead and it's looking for alternative means to continue to supply its most lethal proxy Hezbollah And what better way than Beirut International Airport, where, again, Hezbollah has a presence around the Beirut area and, of course, further south. Iran, just as it has done in Syria, is reportedly looking to use civilian flights to transit these weapons into Beirut. Here's the big takeaway here. Israel reportedly has warned Lebanon, don't do it. Don't knowingly allow weapons shipments into Beirut International Airport or the airport in Beirut will be a target just as Damascus Airport and Aleppo Airport have been. And my question right off the top, Terry, and I don't know if you know this or not. Maybe maybe Daniel does. But now... Um, it's it's been established that those of the Muslim faith look at Jesus as a prophet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They don't they don't accept him for what he is, but you know they at least at least did that. My my question is this: Do they read the Bible? Do they do they do, is anywhere in the Quran? Ezekiel 38, Ezekiel 39. Does that appear anywhere in there? I don't believe so. Okay. And, you know, and I don't know. I, and you know I, can't, I, can't, uh, I can't say for sure. It's yeah. just I've never heard anyone uh, reference that yeah. in terms of the uh, Quran. Okay. And, you know, the, the reason that I bring that up is because if, obviously, if it was in there and they were reading it and they saw the names of the ancient um, nations that are listed in Ezekiel 38 and in Ezekiel 39, uh, they would mm-hmm. recognize their own history. And mm-hmm. well, I think you see what I'm saying. You know, it, it just yeah. it would make sense that if it was in there, that mm-hmm. uh, they would might want to pay it some attention. If it's not, 
then uh, you know you can kind of understand why they keep going through all this stuff. Uh, but we do have Ezekiel 38, and we do have Ezekiel 39. Um, and you know we've shown it many times, but I'm going to show it again. Uh, and if you can see it, if you can't, let me know and I'll, I'll read it. But uh, I'm going to first. I'm going to put up Ezekiel 38, and this is going to be um, from Ezekiel 38. Uh, verses 1 through 8. And then mm -hmm. after that, I'm going to show something we've never done before, which is Ezekiel mm -hmm. 39. Okay? So anyway, mm -hmm. um, let's go ahead and take a look at Ezekiel 38. And like I said, if you can if you can see it, Terry, um, mm -hmm. you just let me know and by reading it. Go ahead. Yep. Loud and clear. Uh, and you, son of man, prophesy against God and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, and I will turn you around and lead you on, bringing you up from the far north and bring you against the mountains of Israel. Then I will knock the bow out of your left hand and cause the arrows to fall out of your right hand. You shall fall upon the mountains of Israel, you and all your troops and the peoples who are with you. I will give you to birds of prey, of every sort, and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. You shall fall on the open field, for I have spoken, says the Lord God. And I will send fire on Magog, and on those who live in security in the coastlands. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. So I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them profane my holy name any more. Then the nations shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Surely it is coming, and it shall be done, says the Lord God. This is the day of which I have spoken. And that was actually Ezekiel 39. And, yeah. you know, yeah. and some, yeah, uh, don't ask me how, but, you know, you know me. I'm real good at hitting the wrong yeah. button. Okay, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. the thing is, is what should be clear from just that is how closely, mm -hmm. how closely that mirrors Ezekiel thirty-eight. Except this mm -hmm. time in Ezekiel thirty-nine, the Lord begins to talk about what He's going to do, and yeah. that's something that we haven't spoken about. And again, what we have been talking about for months is the order. You know, mm -hmm. do we have any kind of an idea as to when this might take place? Um, and both of us have agreed that we have no idea when the rapture is going to occur because God says that only he knows the day and the hour. And we're sure not going to deviate from that. I'm not going to. I'm. I'm staying far away from that one, okay? Because, uh, you know, too many people take guesses, and every, every single person that's guessed so far has been wrong, and anybody that guesses now or in the future before the rapture occurs will be wrong. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. there isn't any reason to debate that stuff. But mm -hmm. I think we might be able to get an idea as to what comes first if we get into it a little bit. But again, that I'm saving for the second half of the show. Okay, that discussion I'm saving for the second half of the show. But I do want to uh, play another clip from uh, The Watchman because this plays again into Ezekiel 38. So let's watch this one very, very carefully. We have Iran, Israel's greatest foe, forging what U.S. officials are saying are unprecedented military ties with Vladimir Putin's Russia. Now, we've reported here in the newscast many times over the months that Iran has been supplying Russia with drones, hundreds of these Shahed-136 attack drones that Russia is packing with explosives and using on the battlefields of Ukraine and against Ukrainian cities to deadly effect. We've had Iranian trainers on the ground in Ukraine helping Russia reportedly in using these drones, showing Russian soldiers how to operate them. And we've got persistent reports that Iran is preparing and may have already done so to equip Russia with ballistic missiles. Hey, that Russia campaign in Ukraine is now stretched on into its 10th month, folks. 
and Russia's military supplies need to be replenished. They're turning to Iran first and foremost. They've even turned to North Korea. But Iran has stepped up as Russia's main military backer at this juncture. And we've asked in recent weeks on the Watchman newscast, will there be a quid pro quo of sorts? Uh, Iran's not doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. They want something in return from Russia. We're seeing that now. U.S. officials say reportedly that Iran is receiving from Russia helicopters, air defense systems, and fighter jets, which could be a game changer for the Iranian military. Folks, again, fighter jets, air defense systems, as the Iranian nuclear program continues to develop, as Israel very likely will eventually be forced to take action against those Iranian nuclear facilities. This is a very big deal. The other part of this that is troubling for Israel, this growing Russia-Iran alliance is part of this quid pro quo. May very well be the Iranian regime saying to Russia, hey, shut down Israeli strikes against us in Syria. Remember, we still have thousands of Russian soldiers in Syria. They're not going anywhere. They essentially control the airspace above Syria. And if Russia one day, and look, as we've reported here in the newscast many times, Russia-Israel relations have been unraveling. If Russia one day decides to say, Israel no more, well, we no longer want you to carry out airstrikes against Iran and Hezbollah on Syrian soil under the noses of the Russian military, what will Israel do in that situation? Folks, all of a sudden, things get very, very dicey. The bottom line here is that Vladimir Putin's Russia is aligned with Israel's greatest enemies, closely aligned. Whether it's Iran, whether it's the Assad regime in Syria, whether it's being shoulder to shoulder with Hezbollah on the battlefields of Syria, whether it's hosting Hamas delegations in Moscow, Vladimir Putin is aligned with Israel's greatest enemies, not to mention North Korea, China, Cuba, and Venezuela. So needless to say, Israel cannot trust the current government in Russia right now. That's an understatement, folks. And we see a collision course. At first, it will be diplomatic, but prophetically, as we close here, you think of the book of Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39, that war of Gog and Magog and Russia leading a latter days invasion force against Israel, which includes Iran. The good news is that invasion force does not get very far. It meets its demise on the mountains of Israel. In the meantime, be encouraged because if Ezekiel 38 and 39 show us anything, it's that God is in control and he still sits on the throne. Amen to that. Amen. Now, um, again, we're going to get a little more deep into Ezekiel 39 tonight. And we've really never talked about Ezekiel 39. It's all been about Ezekiel 38. And... To encourage those that don't get the second half of the show to tune in to the second half, I do want to I do want to uh, put up another scripture here. This is Ezekiel. Um, I hope thirty. Let me make sure here before before I introduce it too far. Uh, yeah, we're good. Ezekiel thirty nine, and this is verses nine and ten. Terry, if you'd like to take a read that one. Sure. Then those who dwell in the cities of Israel will go out and set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and bucklers, the bows and arrows, the javelins and spears, and they will make fires with them for seven years. They will not take wood from the field nor cut down any from the forest because they will make fires with the weapons and they will plunder those who plundered them and pillage those who pillage them, says the Lord God. And my immediate question, when I read that again, because I had never really paid it a whole lot of attention, to be honest with you, it says that it's going to do it for seven years. Mm -hmm. I want to put that. I want to put that back up there again, just just for a second, mm -hmm. and. I want to get uh, your interpretation of this, Terry. Uh, when you look at mm -hmm. at verse nine, it says, "Then who's then 
those who dwell in the cities of Israel go out and set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and bucklers, the bows and arrows, the javelins and spears, and they will make fires with them for seven years. Well, the tribulation mm -hmm. is seven years, seven years long. Mm -hmm. Could there be any correlation to that, or how, how do you how do you yeah. read that? How do you interpret it? There could be because it says that when Russia attacks without going, I don't have the scripture at hand, but it says that when Russia attacks and with all of their hordes, uh, that God is going to destroy them. It makes a slight reference in in um, in Ezekiel. But it, 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 there's greater descriptions in other places. It, it, God is going to destroy them on the mountains of Israel. And so what we're reading here in this passage is the aftermath. Now, the key question, and we both, we both uh, are in the place of not putting a time on it. Right. You know, people ask me, people ask me, when's the rapture going to happen? Is it going to happen before, in the middle, after, you know, the It'll truth is today. we don't know. It'll happen sometime only, today. It'll happen sometime it'll today. Happen, it will know, that, that'll I blow will their mind. This. That'll blow their mind. Yeah. Just tell them it'll happen sometime yeah. today. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, that's my position on the day that must be called today. Um, but, but anyway, but here's the thing that we do know that makes it even more uh, infuriating to try to figure out the rapture itself is imminent it's right. at any moment right so it could be before at any moment during any moment or after any moment right. so the, because it's never placed it's never as you've made uh, so eloquently uh, s clear is that we don't know the time right that's why we always have to be ready so. it, yeah well I just found that interesting that uh, that time frame there, um, seven yeah. years, um, you know, and now here uh, is another area that I am not 100% certain about, and that is the tribulation, the timing of the rapture in relation to the tribulation. And I've heard good pastors, and I do mean good ones, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that have different interpretations some believe that the tribulation period starts the very second after the rapture of the church mm -hmm. others say it will come at a later time mm -hmm. maybe same day maybe same week maybe same year mm -hmm. and so I don't have a firm position on that because I haven't seen it for myself um, mm -hmm. to the point that I can say with 100% certainty of being correct when it mm -hmm. happens. Now, my personal opinion is that it happens the second the rapture occurs because that... Mm -hmm. That is when the Holy Spirit is taken away. It's mm -hmm. gone, and you know, if He's gone, then bad stuff's got to start happening, in my opinion, mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. but what's your interpretation of that in the two minutes that we got left in the first half of the show? Sure, uh, going to the point of the sword first. Uh, Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two uh, it doesn't say that that the Holy Spirit is 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 like taken out of the world, but rather the Holy Spirit is taken out of the way. Right. So in other words, because the Holy Spirit is God and the Holy Spirit is omnipresent, He's everywhere. Right. So you can't technically take Him out of anywhere. He's everywhere. So, but he is taken out of the way in the same way that, as an example, you might be guarding your children and then you step away from them and they are no longer guarded. Right. It's that kind of a picture uh, going, going from that. Um, now, as to the rest of it, uh, again, there's, there's no way of knowing when these things are going to take place. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, and interestingly, and I've pointed this out before, but it bears repeating, uh, the tribulation is in a set time, 
uh, the rapture is set as imminent. So there's not a time period for it. And that's why uh, we are told to anticipate daily the shout. We're right. looking that this Ezekiel thing can break loose any time, but the, but the rapture itself is going to take place any moment at any time. And we are told because of that to anticipate daily right. his shout. Right. Well, you know, I, I agree with you as far as, you know, the Holy Spirit's not gone, gone. I mean, if, yeah. if, if he was, then there couldn't be anybody saved after the tribulation starts. And we know for a fact that people will be saved after that. But when all this kicks in, um, I don't have a, I don't have any idea. I really don't. Um, yeah, no, no one does. No yeah. one does. But you know, I'm hoping that we might be able to at least start thinking about um, some kind of a order to this stuff, and we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. Well, for some of you listening to stations that do not carry the second half of the last Christian radio show, we have reached the end of this edition. We ask that you join us every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for another edition of the last Christian radio show. For everyone else, we'll be back right after the break with the second half of the internationally syndicated last Christian radio show with J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. You're listening to Revelation Radio, part of the Ustreamit Broadcast Network, your online destination for Christian radio, for and by Christians, where we gather to share our Christian inspiration, talents, faith, message, and hope. Please visit us online at www.revelationradio.net or www.ustreamit.net today. Life's a bit like a chess game. If we're not very observant, like me, we can often find ourselves thrust into a corner with no moves left. Thankfully, as a Christian, I submit my life's moves to God. He, by His grace and power, observes my every move and every move of my opponent. Every time my opponent calls out, Check! My king has one more move. Jesus was crucified by the ones He loved, but His great king, God His Father, had one more move. Jesus rose from the dead, triumphing over the opponent of life. Have you resigned your life to the only one who can get you out of a corner? His name is Jesus Christ. The King loves you so much, when you find yourself facing the threat of checkmate, he has one more move to rescue you from the grip of your opponent. God tracking is resting in the King's next move. I'm Dudley Anderson. Why not email me, dudley at surereality.net. I would love to hear from you. There's simply no better way to start your day than with the Holy Bible. Please join Pastor Jason Wilkerson, the pastor of Disciples Fellowship Church, in his daily program, Truth That Transforms, every morning at 9 a.m. Central Time, and again every Sunday at 9 a.m. as well as 12 p.m. right here on Revelation Radio, Truth That Transforms. KRRB Revelation Radio broadcasts to all 50 U.S. states and more than 160 countries around the world, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We offer the perfect platform for you to host your very own radio show locally, nationally, or to a worldwide audience. And if you're a podcaster or social media content creator, upgrade your productions to digital radio and explode your listening audience. Gain new subscribers, be invited on other podcast or radio shows as a guest, or find guests for your productions. No matter your topic or genre, if it's suitable for all audiences and age groups, you're invited to join the Revelation Radio family. We know you'll love the results, but to make sure radio is for you, 
Your first 90 days are absolutely free without any obligation or hidden fees. For more information or to get started today, visit www.revelationradio.net or email us at info at revelationradio.net today. KRRB-DB, Grand Saline, Canton, Mineola, Texas. Here's the latest from the KRRB Newsroom. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. The U.S. Supreme Court announced on Monday that it will hold arguments in a second case in February concerning President Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program, which is currently on hold. The challenge has been brought by two individual borrowers, Myra Brown and Alexander Taylor. Ninety flights were canceled across the country on Monday, including 36 in Boston, as winter storms wreak havoc on roadways. Up to six inches of snow hit near Hartford, Connecticut and Scranton, Pennsylvania. Tensions were high in northern Kosovo with Serbs blocking roads as shots and explosions rang out and Serbian president warned that Serbian troops are ready to defend their homeland. There will be a substantial reduction in U.S. inflation in 2023, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen stated. That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards. Welcome back to the second half of the internationally syndicated Last Christian Radio Show with J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Well, Terry, welcome back to the second half. And um, I think in this one, we're going to get a little bit more deep into Ezekiel 39, which we really haven't covered before. Uh, by the way, for those of you that are listening to uh, Revelation Radio, um, we're going to have to change our ad because that 90-day free stuff is going to go away on January 1st. So any of, you, um, any of you people out there that are still interested in putting together a radio show like Terry has, The Eye of the Storm on Sunday nights, um, free stuff's going away, guys. So um, if you're still interested in that, you better write to office at ustreamit.net. It's office at ustreamit.net and get set up before January 1st because after that, it's going to cost you some money. Um, I'm not, uh, the only reason we're doing that is, you know, we got to be able to pay for this stuff. You know, I mean, not, nothing's free. Nothing's you free. You mean it's not free? Yeah, nothing's free. So, um, you know, uh, we, have, we have built up a great group of hosts with some wonderful shows that have transitioned this station successfully from music to primarily talk radio and so we no longer have to just give the slots away to get noticed and you know um, we do broadcast to all 50 states more than 160 countries around the world um, I could give you some big numbers and uh, the only guy that's going to believe me is Terry because he knows his so uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, if you're interested, you can take care of that. Okay, uh, with that out of the way now, we're going to go ahead and get back into Ezekiel 38. And Terry, here, after you get your phone situated, I'm going to um, put put up on screen here uh, Ezekiel 39. Now, the reason I held off on this for the second half of the show is because this gets kind of gory. I mean, you you talk Mm -hmm. about, um, you know, I mean, I make it really clear that when somebody um, when, when when somebody signs up to be a host on the station, mm-hmm. that it, the content has to be suitable for all audiences and age groups. Well, mm-hmm. um, the only reason I'm putting this up is because it's in the Bible. If God says that it's appropriate for all ages and age groups, then it's appropriate for all audiences and age groups. Uh, yeah. But it's gonna it's gonna bother some people. I promise you. If you haven't if you haven't read uh, Ezekiel, when you get into this this part of it, it should get your attention if you're not saved. You will not be here for any of this. You know, uh, if you just oh, goodness, please accept Jesus Christ where you can avoid. I mean, you I don't know. Again, we don't know the exact timing here, um, but. We're going to go through it a little bit because I personally now do not believe that people that are going to be raptured 
are going to be a part of this. I really don't. Mm -hmm. After reading this again, mm -hmm. very carefully, I'm placing the rapture ahead of Ezekiel 38. I am not prepared mm -hmm. to say that Isaiah 17.1 cannot take place prior, mm -hmm. but I am of the opinion now that Ezekiel 38 will occur after the rapture of the church. And we'll get into that here mm -hmm. in just a minute. But mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm going to put this up on the screen for you, Terry, and then you're up again. you got a better voice tonight than I do. My, my voice is just not with me tonight. No problem. It will come to pass in that day that I will give God a burial place there in Israel, the valley of those who pass by east of the sea, and it will be obstructed it will obstruct travelers because they will bury Gog and in all of his multitude. Therefore, they will call it the Valley of Haman Gog. For seven months, the house of Israel will be burying them in order to cleanse the land. Indeed, all the people of the land will be burying and they will gain renown for it on the day that I am glorified, says the Lord God. They will set apart men regularly employed with the help of a search party to pass through the land and bury those bodies remaining on the ground in order to cleanse it. At the end of seven months, they will make a search. The search party will pass through the land, and when anyone sees a man's bone, he shall set up a mark marker by it till the barriers have buried it in the valley of Hamangog. The name of the city will also be Hamanoah. Thus they shall cleanse the land. And as you can see there, Terry, just to keeping it up here just for a second, yeah. uh, seven months, it says that they're going to be burying the people that God himself puts to death for invading Israel, that they're going to be burying these people for seven months. Can you imagine mm -hmm. that? Truthfully, I can't. I try to. Yeah. But it's so huge. It's so huge. So immense. That's There are so many things, as an example, in the book of Revelation, you know. And you just, you try to get your mind around it. And all you have to, you know, people say, do you understand this? I say, no. They say, why do you believe it? And I said, because it's the Bible the says so. Yeah, because the Bible, the Bible says, says so. so. And it hadn't been yeah. wrong yet. Yeah. And I think that people are offering their own conceited, and I hate to be mean, but their own conceited opinion when they say they understand and they know. Yeah, because there I agree. are things that are that are yeah. beyond explanation. Beyond yeah. explanation. Yeah, I mean, uh, to say I know is incorrect. To say I have an opinion of what's going to happen, uh, well, mm. God gives us all the ability to have an opinion. That's fine. Mm. Uh, I can tell you that I know for a fact that Jesus Christ is God. I know for Amen. a fact that the Holy Spirit is God. I know for a Amen. fact that if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you're going to heaven. And I know for a fact Amen. if you don't, you're going to hell. I mean, end of story. Amen. I mean, Amen. it's really that cut and dry uh, as far as, as that part goes, that per the Bible. And, you know, I don't care who gets mad at me for saying that. You know, it's just... I'm, I'm not going to back down from uh, what the Bible says. I made that I've, I've made that clear ab abundantly many times. I'm you know I'm going to stick it yeah. out. Okay, we're going to continue. We're going to continue this. Okay, so th this is uh, verses 17 through 20. Again, you know if if somebody was putting this into a storyline or something into a show, you know, and it was a fi a fiction show or something like that. I wouldn't let it on my station, but this is this is God, and you know what He says. You know, if He wrote it in the Bible, He wrote it for everybody. He didn't write it just for me. He didn't write, you know He wrote it for everybody, and I can't help it if sometimes it gets a little bit uh, pointed. So anyway, here's the next one, Terry. Okay. And as for you, son of man, thus says the Lord God, speak to every sort of bird and to every beast of the field. Assemble yourselves and come. Gather together from all sides to my sacrificial meal, which I am sacrificing 
for you a great sacrificial meal on the mountains of Israel, that you may eat flesh and drink blood. You shall eat the flesh of the mighty, drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams and lambs, of goats and bulls, all of them fatlings of Bashan. You shall eat fat till you are full, and drink blood till you are drunk. At my sacrificial meal, which I am sacrificing for you, you shall be filled at my table with horses and riders, with mighty men, and with all the men of war, says the Lord God. And as you can see there, this reference, and you've got to read it very, very carefully. I want to make this really clear because I don't want people thinking that God is talking about people eating people. And so, you know, you've got to look at, you know, the very beginning of of this particular passage. And as for you, son of man, thus says the Lord God, speak to every sort of bird and to every beast of the field. So what he's talking about here is that the animals and the birds will be allowed to come in to feast on all of these individuals that God himself has killed because they mm-hmm. came down and tried to take, uh, tried to destroy Israel. And as you know, Terry, you're condemned. If you, if you go, if you go uh, against Israel, you go up against them, mm-hmm. you know, and I use the word condemned, not in a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, spiritual way. Uh, because mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know for a fact, even if every soldier that's involved on the bad side, maybe you mm-hmm. do, you can clarify this if you want to, but I, uh, in my opinion, I can't say for certain that every member of those armies is going to be condemned to hell because, mm-hmm. you know, um, soldiers follow orders and mm-hmm. It's very possible, in my opinion, it's very possible that someone that actually does believe in Jesus Christ and has accepted Him as their Lord and Savior is going to go into this battle going, I'm going to die. I'm just about to die here, okay? Uh, but I'm following my orders with my country, but I know what I'm getting myself into. Uh, you know, that's yeah. just an observation, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, opinion. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you can comment sure. on that however you want. Sure. No, I th- I think you're right because, and let me tell you why I think you're right because it is not clear one way or the other. So there's as much hope that somebody in that group is in fact saved as to say, well, no, they're all written off. Yeah. We don't know that. We've got yeah. to trust the Lord. Yeah. And uh, and you know now if it's said these people are condemned and they're going to hell, there are passages throughout Scripture that speak of certainty okay when it's when it's certain i'm certain yeah but if it doesn't we used to say in bible school where the scriptures speak you speak where the scriptures are silent you You are silent amen yeah and you know and that's hard to do on a talk radio show you know that no, it's hard to do any time. That's, really, that's really hard to do. And that's, that's the reason that uh, when I present something or when you present something, that we, we glean from Scripture as being factual. We say so. And when we are speaking about our own personal opinions, not interpretations, mind you, and there is a huge difference there, between interpretation and opinion. But when we do express an opinion, we say so. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the only responsible thing to do. I would be irresponsible by saying, you know, this is how I interpret Scripture. This is what I mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. it saying to mm-hmm. me. I, I, I never say that. I say, you know, this is my opinion, but uh, I am not, I am not, allowed a personal interpretation the bible is clear on that so uh, and again the bible is very clear on certain passages mm -hmm. that we don't have to uh, quote unquote interpret it it does it for us when it makes the statement as an example jesus says don't be afraid of him that can destroy your body he says you should be afraid of him that can both destroy your body and your soul in hell. Right. Now, that that takes it to another level. But what takes it all the way to the top 
is Jesus says in Revelation chapter 1, I believe it's verse 17, right in that area. But Jesus says, I have been given the keys of death mm -hmm. and hell. Yeah. So that tells you who he's talking about. It's right. him. He said, if you're going to be afraid of somebody, you'd be mm -hmm. afraid of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I am going to put up yet the next set of verses here from Ezekiel 39. This is verses 21 through 24. You got enough voice left to get through this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it hangs right. on the edge. Here we go, here we go. I will set my glory among the nations. All the nations shall see my judgment, which I have executed, and my hand, which I have laid on them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day forward. The Gentiles shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity because they were unfaithful to me. Therefore, I hid my face from them. I gave them into the hand of their enemies, and they all fell by the sword, according to their uncleanness and according to their transgression. Transgressions I have dealt with them and hidden my face from them. Okay, now this is where I begin to... Um, believe that the rapture has already occurred okay mm -hmm. because of beginning with verse 22 so the house of israel shall know that i am their god from that day forward okay mm -hmm. well that's a hint in my opinion in yes, my opinion okay yeah. uh the yeah. the gentiles shall know that the house of israel went into captivity for their iniquity there's a hint uh, because they were unfaithful to me, which is a verification of Scripture. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I hid my face from them. I gave them into the hand of their enemies. This is all 2,000 years ago. And they mm -hmm. all fell by the sword. According to their uncleanness and according to their transgressions, I have dealt with them and hidden my face from them. And, you know, it's pretty clear that uh, the Lord made it clear that he hid, hid his face from Israel for their transgressions. He scattered them all over the world. And then when it's time, he brings them back, first by, first by um, bringing the land back to life. And we discussed that in the last show. Uh, you 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 referenced Mark Twain, which I was going to do, but I couldn't remember his name. Okay, but you you did, and you got Samuel it in there. Clemens. Yeah, you got it in there. His real name was his real name was Samuel Clemens. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, so anyway, the the land was brought back to life. Then the people were brought back in, and they're still coming to this day. I mean, there are there are aircraft landing, if not every day. Most days in Israel, there have been uh, aircrafts that have been flown with no seats in them at all. Not a seat there, just people packed on airplanes. And I know that there was at least one plane, and I'm sure there have been more, but there was a, at least one plane where I, it seemed like it said, and don't, don't hold me to this, but it was like a thousand people on this one plane when it took off. And there was a thousand and one when it landed. Okay, if that tells you anything, you know. So, you know, that is the kind of that is the kind of thing. God has brought them back. Okay, so but He's hidden His face from Israel. So now we're going to go on one more time, Terry, and I promise you this is the last one from Ezekiel, Ezekiel thirty-nine. Here we go. And we'll look at, and we're going to read this one carefully. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Now I will bring back the captives of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel, and I will be jealous for my holy name. After they have borne their shame and all their unfaithfulness, in which they were unfaithful to me, when they dwelt safely in their own land and no one made them afraid, when I have brought them back from the peoples and gathered them out of their enemies' lands, and I am hallowed in them in the sight of many nations. 
Then they shall know that I am the Lord their God, who sent them into captivity among the nations, but also brought them back to their land and left none of them captive any longer. And I will not hide my face from them anymore, for I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord God. Okay, so here, again, I am, I'm looking at this scripture very, very carefully. Um, it says there, their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me when they dwelt safely in their own land and no one made them afraid. When I have brought them back from the peoples and gathered them out of their enemies' land and I'm hallowed in them in the sight of many nations, then they shall know that I am the Lord their God who sent them into captivity among the nations but also brought them back to their land and left none of them captive any longer and I will not, I will not hide my face from them anymore for I... I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord God. So, now this one, it's a little bit, I don't know, I, I, I hate to say confusing, because it's really not confusing, but um, we know that Israel has to turn to God. They have to ask Him to come, you know, they have to recognize Him. Uh, b before he returns a second time. Again, mm -hmm. we don't know timings on all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, we don't know timings well, on I it. Think, I think Go ahead. the tip-off in, in that passage of Scripture is when he says, I will hide my face from them no more. No more. Now, it says, right. in, it says in Zechariah, and I know there's another place, I just can't come to it, but there's a place in Zechariah where it says they see him whom they have pierced. Right. And they weep. That's right. when Jesus comes back. Yeah, that's the second 19. coming. Yeah, that's the second coming. Yeah, yeah. and what what my my point? Yeah, yeah, my point here is, couldn't this happen at let's say the three year mark? And, and I'm just pulling the date. I'm just pulling the date. I'm out of my head here. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not you know I'm not predicting anything. No, no, but, of course not. But it seems to me like um, that it's possible, it's possible mm -hmm. that the rapture has occurred three and a half years earlier, that the mm -hmm. temple has been built, mm -hmm. that uh, the Antichrist goes into the temple in all of this stuff, mm -hmm. that... He declares himself God, that Israel realizes that, no, this is not, you know, th this isn't our Savior. They run for the hills, mm -hmm. right? They run mm -hmm. for the hills. Mm -hmm. And they, they run to Petra. They run to Petra. It was in the Indiana Jones movie. That's, <laughs> okay. that's Petra. No, I'm serious. That's Petra. Well, you know you movies. Know I don't. Movie. You know I don't watch movies, but well, go ahead. Well, there's a, there's a scene. Everybody in the world except for you have seen this movie. <laughs> and in the movie, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, because they've seen this, and they want me to put in, fill in the blanks. When, when Indiana and all of them, they ride through that narrow uh, way that with the rocks, and, and, and it's like a, a road or, or small, and they ride through on horses, and they come out in this opening, and there's this giant temple and all of that. Okay, yeah. that's, an, I think, for, anyway, okay. the point being, that's really, historically, that is the city of Petra. And, okay. and according to the, the okay. best studies, that's where they're going to run to, that's where they're going to hide during the tribulation after the three and a half years or from three and a half year mark when they run that's where they're going okay so it's i don't know i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to put all this together but, but, and it, but i thought sure but yeah i want to throw this in while we're and we're just discussing this that's right. what we're doing right when it says when it says i will hide my face from them no more that's why i believe that saying just like I can see your face right here. 
Right. And I'm very pleased with it now. I want everybody to know. But I can, <laughs> I can see your face right now. And the, the, it's real. And that's what I believe that verse is saying. They are actually going to see him. But when is that going to be? Right. That's going to be at the end of the tribulation. Right. Now, during, during that three and a half years, I believe many of them are going to believe and understand. You know what? Jesus said this would happen. He's God. He's the Messiah. Right. You know. Okay. But they won't see him physically until, right. Right. until the end. We're we're we're, we're together with that. Yeah, we are we yeah. are right there together on that. So you know, I'm thinking again. I'm, I'm and I know I'm I know I am walking a tightrope with this one. Okay, I know I'm walking a tightrope on it, and I want I want to make this very very clear. I'm not attempting to interpret the Bible at all. I'm really. Honestly, not. This is simply an opinion. Okay, I, I believe that the rapture will occur, and after that is when you begin to get into the Gog and Magog war, and at some point, I mean, the Gog and Magog war may be right up until might be right up to the moment, really. Uh, that the uh, Antichrist is, you know, working to get the world to go away with what he wants to do. Uh, but whenever, uh, whenever he declares himself as God, and they realize he's not, and they mm -hmm. run, I mean, you've already said, you know, that he will not hide his face from them anymore. I of, am of the opinion. That by that, he means he's not going to keep them masked anymore or keep them blinded mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. And my, my scriptural backing for that is mm -hmm. that no man, according to the Bible, that no man has ever seen mm -hmm. God and lived. So mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think, in my opinion, I don't think they're going to physically see him. But I do mm -hmm. believe that they're going to have the veil lifted, if it were, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, that at that point you've got the possibility of salvation. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, in my opinion, just making it clear here, and, rapture and, first, and again, God may God, sure. Isaiah yeah. seventeen one somewhere in there, um, and then because, of course, and yep. we're running out of time. Like yes, we are. Yes, we are. I'm going really quick. Okay. Again, in, in Revelation 19, it describes Jesus. It describes what he looks like. Right. It says in several places uh, in various parts of the scripture that they see him when he comes. It says every eye will see him. Right. But specifically, yeah. Israel is going to see him. Right. And I believe that's when he says they will. I will not hide my face from them anymore. Yeah. And I, that's, that's just my thought. Yeah. And again, I'm just, I'm giving you what I understand. I'm not, I'm not prophesying or anything like that. <laughs> You're giving your opinion. You're giving your opinion. And that, and, and that is exactly what this is all about. Everybody out there can have an opinion on everything except that's one right. thing. And that is that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except by Him. Okay, and that is what we have got to always remember. We've got to keep that in mind at all times. Now, we will be back Thursday unless, unless Jesus Christ calls church home. And I promise you the rapture is going to happen. It can happen at any second. So you need to be ready. And we're going to talk about that more Thursday, I'm going to have Terry go a little bit more into um, Blast Off Rupia Moore. And hopefully, hopefully then, Terry, uh, you can kind of maybe put all this together. But anyway, until then, everybody, until Thursday at 7.30 p.m., God willing, good night. God bless you. We'd love to having you. Amen. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here on Revelation Radio. 
And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast. Now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.